Welcome to Just Another Side Quest. This is a show where a couple of 30-year-olds discuss current games we're playing, thoughts on various bits of gaming news, and we'll definitely get sidetracked pretty often. We're married, some of us have kids, and a few of us work in the games industry, and a couple of us don't. We keep it casual and try to cover a wide range of games. I'm James, and today I'll be discussing a game I had previously disliked. Randall will be discussing a Star Wars game that he's playing, along with a game that Aaron is also playing that has to do with eggs. Thanks for being here, and we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Just Another Side Quest. I am Randall, and join with me tonight... It's James! And Aaron! Do we sing every yeah. intro? I have no idea. I need to go I back hope so. <laughs> I, I kind of just go off what you do, because oh, usually no. you go first. Okay, then we probably sing every intro, because slightly. Guys, I've been having a lot of fun. I haven't played a lot of games, but I've gotten very sucked into the ones that I have played. Okay. Sounds please. like me. Yeah. Do tell. So the first one is um, I'm a little bit late to the party, but uh, I finally uh, picked up the newest of the Star Wars epics. And I have been playing that. Um, which Star over- Wars epic? The newest of the Star Wars epics, so like Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh. I'm, like I said. Okay. I'm I am behind, but I am I am enjoying it thoroughly. I sure okay. If you're um, doing squadrons or not? I was like, is that considered an epic? I don't know. Yeah, no, probably, well, yeah. Well, is squadrons out? Yes, it just came oh, out a little man. while ago. <laughs> Might end oh, up having man. to maybe around Christmas or something. Get that for VR when I've got some time mm. to sink in. It. oh vr and you got it but you gotta get you gotta have the flight stick i would think i know oh, that's a problem yeah i don't think i want to play in vr while still having to hold on to a mouse and a keyboard that just yeah, i think it's one bad. or one or the other yeah like so. i'll probably get a flight stick because i like those sorts of games but i thought it was november but it's october yeah it's out, yeah, it it's out. out. good reviews i think people want more but they charged 40 bucks and said that's it we're washing our hands of it anyway okay so you're you're a I'm playing behind, Fallen Order. But, yeah, hey, but it's always good to catch up. I uh, I almost uh, asked for help um, as you guys booted on, but I I've, I've figured my way out of my problem, and really I'm just going to start with my biggest criticism, which is the flow of the game. Just for me, I've gotten lost or stuck far too much for a uh, like an action adventure kind of game the puzzle aspects are a lot of fun but i found myself getting stuck so to to, to back up this is the uh respawn entertainment and ea created um what would you call it an uncharted alike it's a soul's light is probably what the industry would call it um mm-hmm. yeah action adventure game but it's melee star mm, wars third third person third person melee combat very story driven. Um, yep. It's got a Metroidvania, we're using all sorts of random terms to explain other random terms, um, style of like you'll go through one of their zones. There's like, what, 10 zones maybe, something like the eight um, maps. There's a bunch of unlockables, but you have to come back later once you've like earned a new ability somewhere else in the story. And their entire save system and kind of like the health system is the kind of pulled from the bonfire system from Dark Souls, where when you want to save or you want your health you need to go sit at a specific spot on the map and there's a bunch of them and then when you do so it respawns all the enemies on the map so you got to refight your way like back out or 
forward, you know, all of that stuff. Keeps you from cheesing uh, too much. Uh, yeah. And also it turns health into a different type of currency, or at least that's their way of, of using it as a, a currency that you have to manage your health. And so a fight that you win could be a, a loss still because you lost so much health in that fight that you're not prepped for the next one without going back. Plenty of times I played it, I had, I just lost too much health and then the boss was like following. So I'd have to go back, heal, and then try to fight that same exact guy again, but not do so poorly. So you, both you and uh, our mutual friend, Will, that we had on a previous episode, yeah. uh, have both played through this and I've talked to you both uh, quite a bit about it. And then we talked about it on our star Wars episode with Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly off of what uh, Danny had said, but also because, you know, I watched will play a little bit and seeing kind of the difficulty of it. I'm playing on story mode. Um, <laughs> okay. The absolute easiest of the difficulties because I'm, I'm really bad at dark souls. Like, epically bad at it like incredibly <laughs> poor uh the only thing i'm worse at so far in the world is splinter cell that's about it okay so i knew yeah. coming in i needed to start it easy and then i saw the absolute uh play with your feet if you want level and i went with that and i'm glad i did because on the easiest level i've still died i don't know Eight or nine times uh, in in combat. Oh I'm my goodness! I'm real bad, guys. Yeah. No, this is this this. Now they can know how legit we are when we play games and how not. Yeah, good as long as you guys are playing on easy, you're fine. Tend to be, yeah. Um, but I most of my deaths are not combat related. They are, we'll say, puzzle related. There are some adventure parts where you're sliding down ice shoots and you have to do um a very specifically timed jump and none of that is made easier that is all extremely razor thin yeah to get those so i don't know how many times i've fallen to my death just because but if you do it just resets you without any health loss correct yes okay i guess i would never I didn't consider any of those falls deaths because they just took a bit of health. So I was like, okay, that's the punishment is you lose a little bit of health. And I think I eventually downed it in the difficulty because I too fell to a fair bit of deaths due to those. Yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy that, uh, that aspect of it. A lot of people come into these sorts of souls likes, um, wanting the challenge of a, of a dark souls, but, I, I know that I just wanted to do an interactive Star Wars game, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, and I am I am enjoying myself on this difficulty level. It is still hard enough. Like, it it's not completely zero effort. You still have to pay attention, and you'll still get staggered. All the combat's the same, but they aren't as ferocious in their in their attacks. Like mm-hmm. as as far as speed and aggression and of course they don't hit as hard and you hit a lot harder and that brings me to why i mainly picked this this levels because danny stated one of the things he didn't like about the game was that it would take seven or eight lightsaber slashes to take someone down which is 
you know, the whole point of a lightsaber is it's supposed to cut through yeah. everything, you know? It's where the, uh, the IP hurts. This is for me too. I'm in that same boat. I grew up with the IP and so it hurts the game design a little bit at least when you're, and it makes sense. You're like not actually a fully trained Jedi. You didn't get all your training, all that stuff. Yeah, but, but the man, blade's not going to be physically weaker. Yeah, when you like hit a guy and he doesn't insta-die, I just have too much preconceived notions of what a lightsaber should do. And, and so, that's what's great about this difficulty level is the standard the standard stormtrooper goes down with one hit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, yeah, as, okay. it <laughs> as it I should. As it should. Think about it. Yeah. But then when you fight, you know, baton troopers, you know, those are specifically made to deflect sabers. That was that was something that uh, is you know canon. That's what they're for. But then you parry them perfectly, uh, and the parry system is still really important on a low level. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just for for oh, feel, yeah, because it's it's really important when you play on this level to make it look good. Uh, cause yeah. if you're going to take them out quick, it needs to look legit. You're kind of in the, you know? are you, like the Assassin's Creed territory back when they had like, essentially if you executed one guy, it went into like a multiplier and then you're just hitting one button, but watching your character do all this cool stuff. So at like low level, as long are you as pretty you get much the button kinda... press is correct. Yes. Yeah. But you have to stay on top of it or they will still, you know, knock you back. But the difference is you can sit and be ready to parry, and you've got a second before someone attacks. They're not as ferocious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, parry windows, I think, are are wider. So you have they are a little wide. bit wider, um, and you know you can you can deflect more without it, um, you know, without it killing your stamina right away. Um, it's it's been really enjoyable. The story is is good. Uh, the visuals are good. Uh, it's exactly what I expect from Respawn Entertainment um, coming right off of Titanfall 2 uh, to this seems exactly where it should be. Yeah, and the bonus, uh, especially for playing late, like even like I did, um, the game, I think, was decently buggy when it came out, or at least it had a fair bit of glitchy kind of bugs. I remember seeing a few GIFs of funny-looking all sorts of weird stuff happening that they've patched a lot of that out now. So we get kind of the benefits of that. Um, that's the one place where I think that the studio faltered a little bit on just it kind of being buggy at launch, but not too bad. Um, yeah. I haven't yeah. experienced any, any major bugs. Um, not like I did in the telltale Batman games. Um, this has been, it's been a good experience so far. Uh, I got it through game, uh, not game pass. Um, through Gamefly, so I don't really have a a budget in mind, but I would say if this is a you know a twenty thirty dollar game, I would still pick it up, and I've I considered seeing you know how much it would be to pick up, but generally I don't know how much replayability it's going to have, uh, uh, if I, unless yeah. I'm looking for the difficulty, which you know that's something to think about uh, because I do p- replay Assassin's Creed, um, so maybe do you guys have any other questions or thoughts on this before i move on so story-wise like has it been pretty much what you would or not what you would expect but like has it been a pleasant surprise has it been um 
without without spoiling too much, I'll say that I'm on Kashyyyk. Okay. Now I just got there and got to the first set piece there, and that's what I'm in the middle of. Okay. Uh, okay. So those who know kind of know where that is. Yeah. Um. So I feel like I'm probably only a quarter of the way through or so. Uh, depending on if you did, kind of depends. I didn't do any of the other stuff. I just went to the first first planet and then Kashyyyk from that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably a quarter. I'm trying to remember kind of pace of everything. But yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I would agree. It's probably a, I think that's where like for $60, it was decently short without any sort of component to pump it up. I think they have a, they came out with like a new game plus though, I think. We can play it on like a harder difficulty. So if you like the, the gameplay loop and you really like the combat, you could punch it up to a harder difficulty and replay it. I think um, that's what they're counting on with yeah. uh, the Metroidvania and the Souls-like together is that every replay you can get more content Yeah, uh, because you'll have more stuff unlocked and going against harder stuff. I, uh, could... I would say uh, that the game, even like the first playthrough, the story was really good at kind of keeping a pace to it that, kept it fresh or it kind of kept me going uh enemy variety was low i found towards the end of the game that i started getting a little tired of the enemies they ultimately just started throwing piles at me instead of like a new sort of enemy um so their enemy pool kind of started to dry out and that's where i think like 40 dollars for the game is more of where i'd be happy and i played it for free i borrowed danny's copy i think um so it's kind of a different boat but it is a bit of a hard sell for 60 if you're not really into Star Wars for the story or you're not really into kind of harder melee combat, which this isn't even hard melee combat. Like, go play a Dark Souls if you want hard melee combat. I'll move on to uh, the next one, which is doesn't get much farther from this game. Uh, I've been playing a clicker called Egg Very Ink. Difficult. Oh yeah, Aaron. <laughs> also, I think I, I feel like I'm probably behind the boat on this one. Also, um, but actually, you guys mentioned it on the last episode mm-hmm. when we were kind of speaking about clickers, and I'm like, well, I wonder what that one is. And I, what I did is I downloaded about six different clickers and played through a, a basically, you know, a day, you know, off and on on them, and I got bored of all of them but one uh, after at least a day. Uh, and that's Egg Inc. is the only one that's really had any staying power. That's funny. It's, it's just it's, all those chickens running across <laughs> the screen. Well, it has progression. It like has... they all have the same kind of progression loop that you just, you click this thing and then you upgrade this and you click this and you research this. Yeah, they're all cooking. And that's flavors. all the same. But then you sell your farm. Like after you put, a few hours into yeah. it, you're just supposed to sell and start at zero, but with an egg that is worth substantially more. Yeah. So you're able Very to smart. get to through, you know, through one tier of research and to the next one that much faster. And I think they definitely lean on the comedy behind it. Oh, they do. I, one thing I loved about the, uh, loved it, but particularly the early ones, I've gone to a point where I'm still like, it takes me a couple days of gameplay. Unless I'm unless I use a bunch of boosts, um, 
it they do me, give those away pretty good. They do give those away, and they give you um, golden eggs, which allows you to buy those boosts in the boost store. You don't have to spend mm-hmm. the money, real money, on that. But um, yeah, and you can collect those pretty quick by just tapping on uh, drones. Drones, or yeah. yeah. At least eventually, like sometimes that starts getting expensive, but depending on which boost you get. But uh, I've gotten to the point where for me it's getting slower and sl- it gets slower and slower as you go. Um, which is fine by me. I've gone to a point where it's like, if I was doing the same loop I was doing at the very beginning, which was a really quick loop, I would actually have put it away because I would, t- it would take too much of my time. But that first day loop, but now that it's slowed down, it's like, I actually know I can put it away and it won't be as affected. And it's like, I'm, I'm okay with just putting it away for like, for leaving it alone for a couple hours and knowing it will still be progressing passively. Um, I've gone It doesn't through... progress very fast passively and you start with a like a, maximum two hour cap without um paying physical money i paid physical money <laughs> you paid money it was a freebie and i've been playing it for oh, for like two weeks oh now my goodness. three weeks almost how much money it's seven dollars to get this pack that oh lets you goodness. get up to 30 hours of of like passive buildup. so here's, not, here's not just my... that like it, it's not just that part right. but it like that's the one the main sells for that's it that's fair that's fair um but have you gotten to the point where you get to, uh, where you get into contracts and into the trophies yet? Oh, certainly not. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit specifically here, but that's 250 soul eggs, and I think I'm at like about 150, which has been picking up pretty pretty fast. But I am in um, I'm in the quantum egg currently. I want to go and look at which one that is. I think I remember what that one is. I think that's about a third of the way through of your egg. Yeah, about a third, almost half. And I'm I'm almost done with this one. I'm just Uh, over halfway for my okay. So you're 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 a bit ahead of me. Um, Um, it gets it gets silly. (laughs) So where I'm sitting, the you know you start with no money, and you prestige and you prestige, uh. And I'm currently looking at 2.6 sextillion dollars, which is a silly, a silly number. I'm at the non-millions. The non, so that's the nine. The nine something. Wow. And I've gotten up to deca, decadillion. It would be decadillion, yes. Wow. Yeah, and I know it goes past that too because I was reading the names and I was realizing, oh, this is teens, like 13 and 14 and 15. I think you go all the way up to 20. Wow. Uh, whatever 20 billion or except for it's not that. It's just like, and that's why it gets slower is because you're having to do, you still have to make the same amount of money exponentially and it just exponentially grows by like, here's another three zeros added on. Here's another three zeros yeah. added on. So that that's, that's the Joker's trick here mm-hmm. is that there it's the same game that it was 20 hours ago yep they've just changed the color of the egg the amount of chickens on the screen that is a huge factor though (laughs) it looks hilarious to see nothing but chickens running around like the whole screen filled with chickens my my chicken coop currently is like a hydra a facility with cooling towers it's it's literally mine mine's eggtopia which is a giant egg with little like windows yep. on the side that looks like an egg spaceship. It looks evil as well for some reason. It's like a dark gray <laughs> Death Star. It, it all gets way more dystopian uh, as as you play. Yeah, oh, it's great. Uh, so to back up, it's an isometric view down at a at a at a simple farm. You have 
a hatching facility, which a big red bar at the bottom, you literally tap it. And as fast as you can, uh, the trick that I found is basically just epilepsy with four fingers and just kind (laughs) of just to do a rapid tap. And uh, you can get, I think I'm up to like 200 chickens on the screen at one time. Wow. And the chickens will all flood out of this one building and uh, uh, sprint to one of the holding facilities that you have where they will then lay eggs and you make money off of it. And then you have to hire trucks to transport them. But the big thing is the research. It gives you, you know, it costs this much money to research one level of four or five uh, items. And of course, every time you research it, the next time it's like twice as expensive. And so the numbers are just moving up in, in every direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, again, the game never changes, but you have some strategic decisions to make. Yeah. And you make way more money if you're actively tapping. I mean, 10, 15, 20 times as much if you're tapping than if you're just passively letting it sit. Uh, you have not invested your golden eggs into the uh, which store is it? It's not not the the, um, the epic side of it, have you? Yeah, I have into the epic research. I probably have five hundred golden eggs into that. Uh, you need to get hold to hold to hatch instead of your tapping. Oh, I did. I did see that. But that's just expensive to get. Okay. To get up. I'm just saying, it's like hold to hatch is so worth the muscles in your hand. You just, I, uh, yeah. I just released a pile of chickens while while we're uh, recording this here. It's yep. There they go. It's, it's very entertaining. There's so many That's of them. Probably you sound half so the fun. Excited, James. Oh, it's so good. Mm. <laughs> something about something. There's. I really enjoy the art style. You've run out of hey, chickens, by the oh, way. I'm out of chickens. <laughs> I had. I, I launched them all. Oh, oops. Um. Oh, there's more. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> great. Yes, go I check out the say, game. It's free. It's free, but the art style is very—it's very minimalistic, but it's like which makes it very adorable. Yeah, it's and, a cute cell shaded. Yeah, it's cute cell shaded. When it's like, like you don't have the same kind of like hand-painted stuff you get with a lot of other stuff, other games that yeah. I've found for clickers. Like, you are so distracted now. <laughs> Sorry, I pulled this up just so I can reference some of the some of the names. No, in you, here. you can keep talking. I'm just um, gonna play for you here. My favorite. Uh, you get eggs to like. Like Randy was uh, referencing earlier, you get eggs like the on egg, the DM egg, the Dion, uh, and it's spoilers, eggs. right? You're not supposed to know what these eggs are. I guess maybe. Yeah, they're that's undiscovered. True. They're undiscovered. Well, Sorry, this is how far I've got. I've gotten. Okay, that's yeah. Um, but one of the things that happens after a while is they do change what you, what things get measured by. When you get to the point of having things, this thing called a contract, um, you're able to buy in. Um, you're not really buying, but you like you you decide, hey, I'm gonna. You get a separate farm from your main farm, so you don't have to worry about selling or only having your one farm anymore. Um, and then you're able to um, just try and be like hit these milestones. But instead of being money milestones, like your main farm is oriented around, they are how many eggs are you selling milestones, which then changes what upgrades you go for, in in some of the orders. Um, particularly when you start like getting to the point where you max out on them. Um, and it's like you can't actually buy all the ones you want. You have to decide, it's like, okay, if I only have... And you have a time limit on this, too. So, like, some of these contracts are only... One of them was a three-hour contract. 
another one was a three-day contract. Um, and so for me, it's like being able to play around with that and having that. And then that's where you actually get some co-op play too, where you can join with other players to tr- and have all your resources going towards the same goals. And that, that part becomes fun for, at least for me, like, it's like, okay, me and this, these other people are trying to meet, get beat these like ridiculous goals of getting out. Let me see. As an example, one of my contracts that's about to go up is I need to deliver one. Oh gosh, the first goal was delivering 75 trillion eggs. The Who needs 75 trillion eggs? That's what world. I want to know. The world needs 75 trillion eggs. The second goal that's was to deliver one uh, quad, quad, one quadrillion. Yeah, one quadrillion. And then 10 quadrillion is the third one. And I'm just, I know I'm like, I'm not, I'm not making that, that, that second goal completely. I've, I'm in the middle of it, but it's I know a lot of eggs. Like, I have 20 hours to finish this. It's like not finishing it up. Not, not with how we've been going. And I've also stalled out with how much money it makes too. Cause I'm using, cause it uses the cheapest egg, <laughs> but other, other contracts have like, you use this, you use some of the more expensive eggs. It lets you kind of go back to these other eggs without having to sell your farm and redo it, restart stuff. So it, that's a fun bit of gameplay that they have for a change-up, at least in terms of what your goals are. It's a small, a small goal change, but it's a fun goal, a fun to have that change. I'm knocking drones down over here. It's pretty fun. <laughs> so cool. The You're drone, addicted now. The huh? drones is fun. That keeps you keeps you busy too. It does. Uh, what have you been up to, uh, James? Okay, 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 okay. I first need to apologize. James was wrong. About a game. So uh, I've been talking to Danny about one of the games we've talked about in the past that Randy, both you and I have played. Uh, and then a coworker who you know who you are, you listen to this thing, uh, brought it up at one point who listens to the podcast uh, and kind of through some of those conversations, I was convinced to retry diving back into Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ooh, Ooh yep. And I was wrong. <laughs> we tried. We tried that a lot. Like we put, we put a couple of attempts into that each. Yes. So what is it that changed your mind so, from this being not your cup of tea? This is what happened, and I'm going to set the stage. So I was at to recap where I was, because I loaded it up and realized where I was. I had four hearts, so I'd only ever accomplished one more heart. I had four. Just keep that in mind. You start with three, I think. Four hearts. And I was already at the first ancient beast. I say first, I can go to any of them. The elephant. And I might I can't remember if I misspoke in the other podcast episode, but I was at the final boss. And I was like, okay, if that's what this game is, is doing one of these beasts and then fighting the boss. And I've got four of those to do, and that's the game. And then there's like a final boss at the castle. Whoop-de-doo, I've seen it. Cool. Not for me. Well, I dove back in, immediately left that boss that I couldn't, he was one-shotting me, and nothing I was attacking him with was doing any damage. And that's where I'm like, okay, this is, this is like really hard. I went and got every shrine that was from the starting point to that first boss, which was a ton. I had like eight hearts by the time I, all I did was run around. I think you got your eighth heart at at the elephant. You got you you had seven going into that. Okay, so the last one was maybe right after. So like seven. Okay, it was something like that. 
yes. around that. So I like oh, it was something like a doubling of mm -hmm. the amount of hearts I had, which still wasn't the main thing. So I, I completely shifted what I th was thinking when I played the game. The goal was no longer beat four bosses in four big temple dungeon ancient beasts to then go fight Ganon. It was collect as many hearts and stamina bar um, containers as possible. So go and find every shrine. That focus like completely changed the game. It was no longer about trying to find like the four main beasts. Those were more of like a treat and a testing ground. It was really just run around, look for shrines. I also accepted the uh, time that was like being asked of me to do that, which is a big change. Before I was like, just cart me through, give me the waypoint, let me get there, let me do the action and then move on to the next waypoint. And instead I just went waypointless and just ran off into the, the wild. Yeah, sometimes that was like a 30 minute mountain climb that got me nothing but a Korok seed, little poo-poo nugget, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> sometimes it was awesome. You get up to a top of a mountain and there's like this little puzzle and this mysterious like stone entrance thing and you got to do like figure out how to open it. So sometimes it was rewarding, but sometimes it wasn't. And like accepting that sometimes just the view and getting there was supposed to be fun, relaxed me, got me into the right mindset to enjoy this thing. And I like now that the lack of waypoints actually is really helpful at enforcing this just like go explore. We're not going to tell you really what to do. Um, ended up helping. So I just ran around. Tons of fun. It was, it was actually really good. It's way better. When I play the game. So correctly. How, how much, how much time do you have into it now? Oh, that's a good question. I admittedly played, I think a lot of this weekend. 20 to 30? Uh, Maybe yeah. Okay. So I was probably, you were at 10 last time. Yeah, I was like 10. Yeah, I think we I was at 10. I'd have 10 to check. Um, but I've probably, I'm probably about 25 now okay. to 30. Um, something like that. Uh, and so what, what about the fiddly bits? Cause we talked a little bit about like how some of the, like the food preparation stuff is that, has that become a necessary thing? Yeah. So or has a couple it just things, been a puzzle game for you? A couple things change. The core of the game for me is get to a shrine and enjoy the puzzle in the shrine. Like that is my main goal is to find shrines and then enjoy the actual hand-tuned game combat inside those shrines. The rest is like emergent gameplay. I come across something crazy and either run away from it or beat it. Uh, the fiddly bits are still there. Combat still has a problem for me. Uh, there was one time I was trying to get to one of the towers that you get up to the top of, and it opens a, a bunch of the map. I clear out almost every enemy below this tower, but one random little goblin had a hammer that did 39 damage in his hand. He had his huge staff. I couldn't see him either, so I just like jump off of this little ridge and land in a little trench thing and then turn around, and this goblin comes to swing at me, and I mess up my like jump back, and instead I just kind of hop in the air because I didn't lock onto him and then jump, so instead I just do this little hop in the air. He hits me and one-shots me and poof, launches me, and I smack up against the wall, and I'm dead. And it didn't auto-save at any point during any of that, any of that fighting, so now I'm, I'm out 20 to 30 minutes. 
So, like this was probably the most egregious. And so finicky things like that where you're like, oh, right. I actually kind of have to save scum if I don't want to lose time. So now I'm constantly opening the menu every, within every five minutes I'm saving the game because it just doesn't auto save frequently enough for me. And there are things like that where just a random guy might have a weapon that one shots you. However, there's a little bit of a spoiler here. If you have not beaten the first Ancient Beast, skip ahead by like 30 seconds. The first Ancient Beast gives you an auto respawn with full health and a little extra right where you died one time every, I think it's like two minutes. Anybody who got that, like the game is totally different. You no longer get one shot by that stuff. So once I got that, like that issue was erased. So for anybody who's playing and is frustrated, I'd say beat that first ancient beast so that you can get that. And then that's going to remove a huge amount of the annoyance that the game can sometimes have where it's cool, relaxing exploration. And then just suddenly something pops up and it, it kills you and you lose all of that exploration time. The other fiddly thing, which I cannot get past, but you have to engage with it is the cooking system, which that's fun. But oh my goodness, every fight I get into that's like more of a boss fight or someone that nothing's one-shotting me anymore because now I've got armor, now I've got shields, now I'm better at the game. But oh my goodness, anytime I'm down on like, I've got like two or three hearts left, open up the menu, game completely halts as I go looking for the right food item that I want to eat. Something that, especially if I'm in the cold or in the heat, I need to make sure that it applies resistances for that. And every fight is interrupted at some point by me opening my menu to eat food. And I, then it dives back into like the Elder Scrolls problem, which is I'm invincible because I can always just pause the game and eat piles of cheese wheels to get it, you know, my health back. There's just no killing me anymore. So to some degree, that now happens to me where if it's not one-shotting me, I will beat it as long as I've cooked enough food to just keep eating as I'm fighting it. So now it's just a test of how often I feel like I'm willing to open my menu. So most of the time I, I don't like, I'll, I'll do it maybe once, but I'll risk it for the biscuit now. Cause I'm like, I can do it. I can get through this. This is what I ended I... up doing to beat the first boss was I think at one point I did like 14 hearts. I'm just like, we're just going for it. Yeah. See, and that's, I didn't, I could have beat the boss initially had I just opened the menu, given myself or like pre-prepped a bunch of food with extra hearts and then just pounded that stuff after every missed like block or not jumping out of the way. The other problem I have now is some of the weapons. I dislike that all the weapons break. Um, I still, it's good because it makes me not be able to get into a routine. Bethesda games are really bad at that sometimes where you just, you get your favorite gun and then you're just using that constantly. In this one, you don't have a favorite. You're constantly going to be running through weapons. Um, the bad side is I'm like saving my super powered weapons usually. And so I've got a couple of those. I three shot the guy that killed me like 10 to 15 times or probably 10. I only, I'm not that patient. Maybe 10 <laughs> times that I, that I fought the boss in the, the elephant. I go back to finally fight him after I've cleared out all the shrines and I randomly, this one big gigantic fat sleeping guy, I chased with bombs and ran around in a circle for like 30 straight minutes to kill. And then he gave me a bow 
that ultimately three shot that boss that was causing me so much difficulty before. And I was like, okay, that was, <laughs> that was a little anticlimactic. I think I'm ready for the rest of the game now. Uh, so that's another issue like balancing. So enemies still, I never quite know if it's going to be some insanely difficult thing that I shouldn't touch or if it's like an easy thing. Um, so there's some of that. And then typically you're punished with that. But if it's hard, you just die and then you go back to your, your load. And so I'm constantly saving. That way I don't lose 30 minutes of my life having to redo content. Um, and the only other finicky thing I would say is that a lot of the side quests aren't that good. They're kind of, they're like the generic village side questy stuff. A couple of them are really cute. And most of the characters are very colorful and enjoyable. The main quest stuff for the, the different beasts, because now I've, I'm on my second beast and I'm kind of going through that quest line. There's some really fun stuff out in the desert with different clothes that you get into it's hilarious <laughs> um but like the guy that needs like 10 chickens thrown into his coop there's a lot of like little i don't know i've been avoiding a lot of them i'll read and add it to my log and then it's kind of tedious and not super colorful so i would say that that has been another downside now that i've gotten further into it can but, we give that guy egg ink yeah that's what he needs i mean the 10 chickens like i've caught five or eh, not even like four, and it took me forever. Yeah, we need Egg Ink to to pump a trillion chickens into his little his coop. <laughs> that would be uh, that'd be helpful. It'd save me the trouble of doing all that. Um, that yeah. So that's I still have some of the same problems. Combat is still on the simple side. There's not a whole lot of parry and countering or maneuvering. It's just kind of jump backwards, jump to the sides and then attack when you can. Um, so if you get into melee combat, it, it does get stale. It hasn't yet, but I can see it like the 80-hour mark. It definitely, not even, you know, in like 40-hour mark, which is where the emergent gameplay is really fun. It's very fun to come up with a creative way to kill people. So as soon as I'm bored using a sword and a shield, I can very easily start messing around with the elemental stuff, throwing a jelly, and then hitting it with the right thing and like it'll explode. They always give you fun stuff in the environment, finding like an iron box, lifting it up in the air and then dropping it on a sleeping guy. Um, tons of fun stuff like that. I now have the ability to freeze enemies and then wail on them a bunch and then send them flying with all the kinetic energy. Um, tons of fun stuff like that. So, so far now with the new mindset, it is definitely very fun. I just have to accept a few of its quirks, um, but I was totally wrong. I just got to play this thing differently than like every other open world game I've played. It's totally different. And it's very rewarding. I feel like the moments that I've had out exploring are more unique to me than other games where it's typically very canned, enjoyable, but canned experience. This is, I'm sure, Everyone has experienced a few of the things I've experienced at this point, but it felt way more unique because I got to approach it when I wanted, how I wanted, and solve it typically in a way that I wanted that made me feel very creative. So 10 out of 10. I'm glad you were able to Best game revisit it and, and Wait, find really? a good one. No, oh, not yet. I haven't played enough yet or whatever when it came out. What was it, 2017? Anyway, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone who listened. 
lessons. It's it's better. It's definitely better. You just have to have the right mindset. The right mindset and be overpowered. That's it's a lot better when you get the the special from the elephant and once you get some armor that actually like doesn't let you go one shot, oh, the game is a lot more enjoyable. So I know that for me, I have been watching him play it. I've been sitting on the side holding the button for the chickens. And like all that <laughs> happened. And then I'm just like, and while I'm holding the button, I'm not even paying attention to my own game. I'm watching his. Um, and I think the thing that I've noticed for him playing it this time around versus the first time, which I didn't really watch because he complained a lot about it. Oh, I was just so angry He's, the whole time. He still complained about it, but it's oh, much yeah. more in a, okay, I complain because it's a game, not because it's actually like, I don't, I, not because I actually dislike it. I think it but, went from like, uh, uh, to like game, game, <laughs> game, stop game. Oh, that was actually my fault. I didn't actually, I actually, I accidentally fell to my death again. Oh no, those, <laughs> yeah, that's every time that you sit to enjoy just like the view with me when I jump off a big mountain, I, every time that happens, <laughs> I get the stupid Nintendo Wii U button layout in my head all wrong and I hit the wrong button and mm -hmm. I don't open the shoot <laughs> at the last second to like stop the fall. Yeah. It's, it's so sad. It's happened a couple times. Kind of like you, uh, Randy, maybe falling to your death on one of the slides. Uh, just imagine the slide being a Parachute. no joke, 90 second paraglide across the horizon to then have to redo it. Cause I died yep. mm -hmm. or I trigger my respawn thing and it's, some of those were pretty funny. Some of those were like, oh, they're always uh... funny. At this point, it's now it's funny. That's it's gone from like this frustrating thing to a more like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was dope. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have my time sink already with Mario thirty five. That's that's the way that I lose minutes. Mario thirty um, five. Yeah, the um, the Tetris ninety nine uh, Mario game. Oh. Uh... I don't think I've heard of this. No. Okay. We can shoehorn this in before the news. So um, along with the um, new Mario All-Stars that came out with um, Super Mario Sunshine and uh, Mario 64 and Galaxy, they released a free game on the, on the Switch. Uh, that is only around until I believe the end of next March. Oh, 35 for it's their 35th anniversary. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So basically what this is, is you played Tetris 99, <gasps> correct? Uh, no, but I know exactly what the concept is. It's a battle royale in which, oh, so, so you're playing against a pile of other people. And so you're so just trying you to survive. Start, you start on like world one, one of Mario, um, you know, Green Hill Zone type of stuff. And yeah. you pick who to attack, whether it be attackers, uh, KOs, people with the most coins, uh, etc. And then you play through, and the lose condition is if you die, you're not playing with other characters. They're on the other 34 screens around you. So yes, everyone's no, yeah, playing exactly. on their, their own, own level, game. on their yeah. own game. But they will throw Goombas and um, and shells and all sorts of enemies at you to try to uh, 
make you fail the level, in which yeah. case you are out. Oh my goodness. This is what you're sinking your time into, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm still real uh, bad at it, but me? it's it's a lot of fun. Um I mean last week I brought game dev uh to your attention and this week uh it's this it's this one. Great. More I still, I still only play. play game dev. I, I've been thinking is like when do I when do I take that download that? When do I download that? Yeah, we gotta play I need to clean up the space on my computer first. <laughs> oh, it might what? not be a lot of space, but I just need to Yeah, I, I think you need space. like thirty two kilobytes, you're probably okay. I, I'm probably okay. I still need to clean up space. It's it's just stupid how. Hey, how spring cleaning, summer cleaning, fall cleaning, and winter yeah, cleaning. I try my best to move everything over to the D drive, and stupid computer still says my C drive's full. Uh, okay, we might need to take a look at that then. That's I know. Fine. I know. So, James, will you check. play IT? <laughs> it's a, it's a called it's a video game called IT. Oh, clean right, the computer. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And what? best part, it's it's called RR. Or RL, real life. Real life. Real life simulator, IT yeah, edition. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can. So that and uh, Mario 35 is free and only here for a limited time. Like I said, next next spring it goes away forever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, you can. The thing is, we I can only for... print it for so long. As, mm, we can, we're just not going to do another print run. The the last time I played Mario 35, I think I was like 19th out, like 19th place, which I was happy with, sadly. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll watch some of these guys and see how long they go. And they got down to about 12 or 13 people. And it just sat there and it did. It got down to nine. I watched for about 15 minutes. And these people are oh just playing goodness. forever. And it's every like two or three minutes, one person drops off and you watch these wow. people and you go, wow, you, you can really learn a lot um, on how to play the game in general. I'm going to be better at Mario in general from watching these, um, these aces play. But yeah, yeah it's, a sh- I, uh... it, it's a short couple minutes for me to play, but it's a long one to watch if you choose to stay and spectate. Yeah, totally. Otherwise, you just match make and go in again. Yep. Mm-hmm. The beauty of uh, Battle Royale is just the go back in, load a new one. It's interesting, real quick, on the. I, uh, I find myself watching Twitch streamers play Apex, and mm-hmm. it has the same effect. You just you learn weird spots to go, or they get into a situation that you've seen a couple of times is pretty common situations. And you're like, Oh, okay. So that's how, like, that's how you approached it. Hmm. Just makes you better. I mean, just for me, like watching all the among us content just makes me better among us player. <laughs> oh yeah. A better like, killer a, or a detective. A little bit of like just being, out, Oh, this is how the, these different things played. Even though I haven't gotten to the specific puzzle or the specific things, like I already know how to do this now yeah. because I've watched someone else do it. Um, and, and, and then be able to mix the, Hey, this is some of the, um, just knowing the people I'm playing with in general, since I don't really play, I don't play with randoms. I play with friends. I already yeah. know their oh. psychology and then yeah. mixed it with, I already know the gameplay. I'm going to be better. I, I'm on average a better player than them. A brand new person. Than the, because most of us are brand new players yeah. actually. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, just watching people play, play the games before you get into them yourself. You uh, can either ruin the game for you. <laughs> for example, watching if someone was, if I were to watch like, the gameplay for a story-based game. It's like, that. that's not as fun. But watching these ones where it's like these uh, battle rails or the multiplayer ones, like, yeah, you're, you're going to learn something, usually, particularly because you can pick, pick up on how they um, on how they make their decision-making different from you. 
Mm-hmm. The best way to learn degenerate gaming is through streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. I, I we do have to broach a little bit. Um, the consoles coming out. I don't think console yeah. war is accurate because I don't think that they care about each other at all. I think that that is a that's a fair statement. They're definitely skirting each other more so than any of the past generations. I think it was the worst back in like the 80s and the 90s, and it's gotten a little softer. Yeah, there's kind of less like players. Um, True. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, even just like between some of the old consoles. Yeah, that's uh, maybe excitingly is that both consoles or worse, depending on what you're looking for. Um, but the consoles are absolutely approaching this next generation at least on the surface with what's initially coming out and what their next year's promises kind of are like they're tackling two different problems. The consoles are finding their own niches within the console console like space. Yeah. But niche being like 50% of the audience and 50% of the audience. So what, what do you thing, see right? as the well, biggest? Maybe like, but like, if you also consider Switch as a, a different console, yeah, yeah. like it's, uh, and then computers as another one. It's like they're like for the games that aren't cross playable, um, they really do have certain things that are mm. grabbed between the t- between the four of those. That, um, like in part of this, I am leaning more towards what last year's co- consoles and what I know about the consoles right now. I'm not as, uh, knowledgeable on the console development as you guys are so you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but for me that my impression is ps4 is very story based in their games um xbox is very multiplayer based in their games um usually shooter uh, based, probably shooter based. not probably but, not the case okay um switch is very family friendly overall because it's nintendo and that's very much their brand um and then computer, you can get kind of the mix mash of all those and a lot of the indie games before indie, the indie game gets big. Yeah, I would I would agree with all those as a broad sweeping uh, statement. Sure. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. I would I would agree just because if you ask me to list out the biggest uh, games for each one, uh, it would be you know. Mario and Zelda and and such for Nintendo and then I would list things like um you know Hollow Knight and uh and the indie games for for the PC before I would name it for anything else it's on uh, the thing with Nintendo is they've done a great job of embracing a bunch of those mm-hmm. indie games so they've got but, so like Celeste but I feel Hollow like C- Celeste and Hollow Knight came there after they were successful on uh, on the PC. I haven't seen anything start on Switch. Untitled Goose Game. I had that on Xbox on launch. So it might have been across the board on everything. Yeah, I think they were just on sure everything. Um, and then PS4, I would say, I think of The Last of Us. Uh, and I think of um, Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. and Uncharted. And those are very story-driven. And when I think Xbox even though they're not exclusives, when you say Xbox, I think, uh, I don't think Halo and Gears of War as much as I think Call of Duty and Battlefield. 
that's just that's the people that, that is I, us being old the um, people that i point. see that, with xboxes do that that's what they play so i also think of sports games going toward uh, for some reason i've i have sports games on xbox I, my, just I in my head in your yeah. head and that's i don't think that that's necessarily the case since they come out on like everything yeah no i don't I'd i don't know if it's accurate but i agree that's yeah. the perception mm-hmm. is uh P- ps5 is for gamers and the Xbox One X series, X One X series is for um, everyone. It's trying to be a PC uh, for people who, you know, don't want all the other stuff attached. Just yeah. here's your general gaming cube. <laughs> yeah, pretty much your your gaming brick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you? Uh, so now that you know the information, we've got the five hundred dollar. PS5 and Xbox coming in. We've got the $400 digital PS5 coming in, and we've got the $300 digital lower grade Xbox coming in. What right now are you buying, Randy? If if you were to buy something. If I was to walk in tomorrow, I do worry that I would pick up the Series X, but I don't know that's the right call for me because my Xbox still works good. Um, and there's a lot of PS5, PS4 games that I haven't played yet, and it would be nice to catch up on that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But boy, the Series X is a it is a statistically uh, easier and more powerful console, just technically by the numbers. Um, one easy thing to see is they both have expandable hard drives. Uh, the PS5, you have to remove uh, a couple of covers and then actually like install uh, a chip versus the Xbox that has a proper uh, circa 2003 memory card that you stick in there. <laughs> it literally is like a memory card. It literally However, is. However, it's a, propi- a proprietary memory card. So it's more I expensive. The, the chip is a... This is literally uh, a socket, not PCIe, but like a socket for this thing. And you can go out and buy SSD storage to stick in here. Yeah, and you can buy it from from anyone. But with the Xbox, there's no, like, the firmware is built in. So you could take it out of your, your, because, okay, so I do have one friend with an Xbox that I go see. But if I want to play my games, I either have to go over there and download them and then hope that my saves are on the draw on the cloud, blah, blah, blah. Or in this case, I could unplug it, this little memory yeah. card, like PS2 memory card from the box, drive over to my friend's house, plug it into his Series X, and that's my console right there. All of my stuff is there. All the games, everything is a hundred percent good to go that's that's appealing for the aftertimes i will say that currently you can do that with uh like a ps4 if you just buy a usb hard drive and plug it in because it now so i think the ps4 finally supports any old external hard drive i don't know if the xbox does but i I, like to some degree you can kind of do that Mm-hmm. currently yeah, the current xbox also supports a somewhat jankier version of that 
um, like Seagate sells a branded Xbox uh, oh, yeah. external hard drive and they have for years. Yeah. Honestly, um, this just sounds like ga- old GameCube days. You take your memory card and the game over to the friend's yeah. house. The Xbox is like such a nice little square form factor, though, that honestly, I'd, it's not too much to have to take the whole Xbox. Depends. What It depends on what you need. So that's... Definitely, like, if you are in the boat of someone who's, well, probably not this year much, but going over to your friend's houses all the time and mm-hmm. playing on their console. I like to be optimistic. There will be a day. Yeah, there might be a day. There my might ki- be a they day. might be my, my kids in high school doing it, but there will be a day. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I mean, the, the practical answer is, here, let's, let's change the discussion a little bit, um, because I think there's no wrong decision between the two $500 consoles. They're just different. PS5 is going to have more exclusives. Um, so that's definitely a, uh, you know, if if you like the exclusives, that's a, that's a big thing to consider. Other than that, though, uh, you know, the Series X having game passes is a is a plus. So it's... Huge it's, plus, yeah. It's a kind of quantity over quality sort of a thing. Yeah. And but I what would a, say this... Oh, okay. What about the digital edition of the uh ps5 versus the uh series s that comes in a hundred dollars cheaper with yeah uh, apparently a, you know close to the same specs it's it's significant enough i think on spec difference to where there there is validity and where like that price point is um on it being cheap or cheaper the PS5's digital edition is exactly the same as far as specs go, so you're getting exactly the same sort of content. But it depends on what you're looking for. If you really are looking for just cutting-edge visuals and the stuff to just look really pretty, and, I mean, running-wise, I don't think that the... Uh, I mean, running is definitely part of it. Um, but with optimization from especially a lot of the bigger studios, I think the game will run pretty well at both consoles um you're just going to sacrifice visual fidelity it's just yes. if you if you have to have 4k and locked 60 frames i think that might be the difference yeah but if all. not and you especially if you're behind or haven't had a console in a while or like even just can't afford the bigger console or don't think it's worth it game pass on a 300 dollars console Gets you all of the first-party stuff that the that Xbox is kind of trying to push out, trying to tease. They're buying big studios. They've got the little ones that they bought before that are churning stuff up. Um, I think it's a really enticing price point to have just modern gaming at a monthly subscription plus three hundred dollars. It's really hard to to beat that. And and here's Unless, here's the thing on top of that. Yeah. You can either buy a Sony or you can do these installments with the Xbox. So I currently have the Xbox Ultimate uh, monthly pass, which is yeah, 20 bucks a month. And I get Xbox Live and I get uh, Game Pass, um, which is a good value to me. But for $25 a month, so an extra five or a month, just $5 a Lincoln every month. I can have a Series S sitting there for $5 a month. Yep. And um, 
yeah for you the, actually the end game up set saving money totally yeah, the, the, yeah the math uh, is that the series s we uh we factored it out a couple weeks ago i think okay and the uh series s actually was cheaper to to do an in installments and they figure they're going to make their their money off of you uh they have you on 36 months yeah exactly yeah. Um, it's not much cheaper. I think it's only like a $10 discount or something in the end, but it is still a discount. And that's hard to, that like, that's hard to, to fight against. And I think mm-hmm. Sony's doing the like, okay, we're like essentially our core library of AAA, like just first party studio games is what you get with our console. And I'm really excited because they're going to release a pile of kind of their big hits from the last couple of years when the PS5 drops. And as a PS4 owner with their subscription, I do get those. So I can actually go and play a couple. Um, Some friends and I are picking out what we're going to play when they come out. And it's a really enticing entry point then for someone like you, Randy, who hasn't been in the PlayStation Mm -hmm. ecosystem, kind of for free. I mean, it costs you time, but for free, you can catch up if you buy into their platform currently. And that's, so that's, also that's really tempting to, to just go and pick up. I mean, I'm kind of living in a, in a world of why not both? If I'm stuck in the house yeah. so much now, mm-hmm. um, why not pick up a Sony, buy that one outright, and then, you know, just tell my lovely, beautiful wife, oh, it's just five bucks a month more than I'm paying now. Yeah. And exactly. get the, the Series S right, right next to it. Why why not both? I was going to buy a console anyway. I'm still only buying the one, technically. Yeah. Just skip like one coffee a month and or two maybe, depending on how frappuccino-y it, it is. Two LaCroix? Two LaCroix. No, LaCroix is like a... If five you get LaCroix? them in bulk, you have five LaCroix. Okay. So one night <laughs> yeah. of LaCroix. Okay. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Because you don't have coffee of, addiction. You have a LaCroix a addiction. A LaCroix problem. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the biggest thing is probably a couple of the games that are immediately coming out are still on ps4 and you do if you subscribe get the that package of digital games at least for rent to to play through them on ps4 the games that are being promised ps5 only are a little ways out they're not that far but there are a little ways with the xbox i think we're a little bit further out from like the game the system selling games Mm -hmm. Um, and that's purely because i think spider-man coming out on ps4 is making ps5 less especially we have a pro so it's it's more of a difficult choice i'd probably be in the boat of ps5 the way we've discussed this at least in our household because we both play and we both play multiplayer ps4 games so we we have two so that way we can play together um one of them is the ps4 pro one of them is not we and the one that's not the pro is already is starting to show signs of its age it's ancient it was the uh destiny bundle edition and man that fan in there is you can hear it no matter where i am how close i am to that uh, over the bikes and so it's like we know which one would get replaced if we got if we decide to make the jump to the yeah it's hers to ps5 yeah she's the one that gets it (laughs) everyone needs to know i'm stuck with the dumpy old ps4 pro just kidding (laughs) the dumpy old one with your 4k monitor I know. Okay, so you get that, and then I for twenty five a month. In about six months, when Microsoft finally announces what they're doing with like Bethesda and mm-hmm. some of these first party studios that they bought up a while back, 
once the games are announced and Halo comes out, then maybe it's board the the series S train. Yeah, once once Halo Indefinite comes out, we will uh <laughs> Yes. Whenever that is. Yeah. I actually consider like maybe getting Xbox. Yeah. But but it's we're PS4. We love the franchises on the PS4 right now. That's Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's probably your guys' number one. I'm still kind of a toss-up here. Uh, but again, why not both? So It's a little more enticing to do that this time around, mm-hmm. which is good. I think ultimately, well, it's just tough because it's a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's both a- options are fairly consumer-friendly, I would say. Um, and if it's $500 and you're going to have it for at least five years and run it, years. you know, that's $100 a year. That's like eight bucks a month. Yeah, starts really becoming reasonable. Well, that's, and, still, I mean, ultimately, that's still more than the, um, you know, five bucks a month for the uh, S, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, it's, all, it's all good math at the end of the day. You pay more, yeah. than, more than that for Netflix, so. Very true. And really trying to pick, if you're a social gamer, if you're playing online games with your friends, really, I think, think what you're going to buy is what all your friends are buying. So then it's more of a group choice. That's where, Randy, I would convince you, try to join us in the Sony ecosystem because then we could play some of our multiplayer games together. The cross-platform yeah, that's kind of what's tempting. And that actually, actually, you know what? Now that cross-platform is becoming more of a standard for games coming out, I take that back. Honestly, you might be able to just get what you want and then play with your friends through cross-play. So none of us got any pre-orders. We didn't get lucky on on pre-orders then. no. No, we we were almost going to pull the trigger. I actually was on the Best Buy website early, like the day that the trailer was going, accidentally, just like looking, and a pre-order was available. But at the time, we were like, ah, well, let's wait. We don't need it immediately. So I didn't pull the trigger, and now they're all sold out. I went, mm, maybe I should have pulled the trigger. We weren't, yeah, we weren't like 100% sold on on needing the games that we want, because I think the ones we were like... Horizon Zero Dawn is ultimately yeah, what's going to sell the system to us. That is, and it's not one that launches with it, if I remember no, right. it's it, a little later, but it's not that much later, and now I'm a little worried that pre-orders before Christmas would be a hard thing to do. But we can play it late. We don't need to play it the day it comes out. We don't need to. We don't have to or do, do it over Christmas. Don't tempt me. Oh, we do. <laughs> we do need it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, start looking. my birthday is just after Christmas in, in January, so I'm probably going to leverage that pretty there hard. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick something up. Um, well, that sounds like a show to me. Do you guys have any other, any, any thoughts that we, that we missed out on that I skipped over? I don't think so. I'm just going to be chugging along, doing those little like hour sessions of exploration of Breath of the Wild. I keep playing it. Mm-hmm. So we'll get more. Well, I'm not going to, I don't have much more to say. I have plenty to say, but it's just going to be more of the same. I'll see if anything really change it changes, but I think it's just going to be more of these fun crazy new areas of land i think i'm gonna barrel through uh fallen order and and get right into um into my favorite plain plain shooty up kind of game uh, i'm looking forward to um to that uh get all caught up on my star wars finally mm-hmm. um, gotta do it yeah so that'll be good and in the meantime i'll uh, be letting some chickens out <laughs> yeah, that's what Aaron's going to be doing. It's actually been a fun couples game. At least, like, it's fun to play Breath of the Wild because it's I'm in the menu a lot, so the game's pausing itself a lot. 
and Aaron's sitting there doing chicken, so we can mess around with that. That emerging gameplay really is is uh, that's good. Um, well, we uh, we were happy to receive a little bit of uh, feedback from one of our listeners, and we uh, we love that. It makes it makes me smile mm-hmm. uh, to know that someone's interested enough to have any thoughts about this silly show whatsoever. So. Uh, thank you uh, for the feedback, and we look forward to making more. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Listening. <gasps> it's a surprise. Good this night, folks. <laughs> Good night. Later, Good gamers. night. Do we need to sing ourselves off? I want to hear nah. James sing "Later, <laughs> Gamers." That's what I. Later, gamers. Okay, his was cooler. I'm going to put auto-tune on that, too. So it's okay. I'll do it. Do it. <laughs>